Hey, hey, I am Jess, and this is Jess and Hand Things, and we are here with the absolutely amazing, fantastic, and super intelligent 
a black man. You know, we love black men here. All right, black men, yes. Uh, he is here. We have Dr. Dennis McLeod II. Um, and he is a behavioral health psychologist and assistant professor. So he knows all the things, does all the things, and teaches all the things to all the people. And we are excited to have him here tonight. Hello, Dr. McLeod. Hi. Thanks Am I for saying that right? Am I saying that right? Yes, McLeod? you are. Despite the spelling, it is McLeod, yes. <laughs> I know I used to call uh, Dr. Uh, Betty McLeod Bethune McLeod. I, used to, yeah, I was in kindergarten. Or Spelled like the that. same. I think we might be cousins. I don't know. Yeah, maybe you never know. Them, those names mean something. Yeah, you're now, right. Tell us you're a little right. bit about yourself, Dr. McLeod. Like, how do you, you know, how do you function? Where are you from? Who are you people? Yeah. Um. So I, how do I function? Where I'm from? Who my people? <laughs> um. Well, my people from Virginia. Um, okay. So I'm from uh, Newport News, Virginia. Uh, pretty proud of that. Uh, moved from there. Went to down to Atlanta, Georgia. Went to Morehouse College. You see the blanket. In the back. Uh -huh. you know, Morehouse man. Okay, Morehouse, Morehouse man. College. Yeah. Big time. You can always tell a Morehouse man. You can't tell him much. So uh, <laughs> that's still true. Um, so really proud alumnus of Morehouse College. And then uh, down to University of Florida, where I did my, my graduate studies. Um, my folks are still, most of them still in Virginia. Uh, but now I'm in uh, Vanderbilt University over in uh, Nashville, Tennessee. So okay. I'm glad to be out here. Been here for about a year. And um, been a really interesting experience so far. But I uh, love what I do, integrative medicine, uh, behavioral health psychologist. So I really love uh, not just, you know, working with people in their chronic pain and their stress, but also a lot of the consulting that's popped up. So a lot of stuff around diversity, equity, inclusion, especially um, kind of spurred by the death of George Floyd, a murder of George Floyd. Um, so a lot of really cool projects that I've been working on and just excited to, to be sharing some, some good information. Black folks have been experiencing for a long time. And so it's nice to kind of help enlighten some folks who might 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 be late to the party. Uh, yeah, and it's definitely needed. And it's nice to see the information being delineated by a black man. Uh, because you have an inside track, you have um, an, an innate ability, a level of understanding that others might not have, no matter how large their their academic, their academic uh, prowess may be in this arena. Uh, yeah. There's something that you possess that they just won't, and that's that melanin. And we appreciate you, sir. Oh, we appreciate you, you for you. that. Um, in regards to the diversity, diversity, equity, and inclusion, uh, break that down for us a little bit. What does that mean in regards to our world and your world? Yeah, so um, so DEI is kind of the short, some folks call it DNI. Um, a lot of the work, so when we're talking about diversity, equity, inclusion, one of the kind of uh, hot words lately have been BIPOC, like Black people, Indigenous people, people of color. So, um, and I was thinking about that a lot lately, like, so basically what we're saying is anybody that's not white, um, and I think that's important though, right? Because when you are part of the majority culture, there are a lot of things that you might not think about, right? You might be privileged to that just don't cross your mind. Um, and so I think that what we're trying to do when it comes to diversity, equity, and inclusion is to kind of move the conversation toward what are the experiences of people who are not in that majority when it comes to privilege, when it comes to finances, sometimes, you know, some of the numbers that, you know, can be skewed in different ways around uh, people of color and how that stuff looks. Just what is the experience of a black person or a person of color, an indigenous person? Um, and how can we start to get into these rooms where, you know, most of the time I'm the only black person in the rooms I'm in, including this room, right? <laughs> <Generally> <laughs> Me <speaking>. too, same. <laughs> Which, you know, it's just, uh, we're trying to really like move the conversation toward diversity of ethnicity, race, diversity of gender, um, you know, equity, trying to move things so that black folks have the same opportunity as white folks, women as men, 
and the like, and then inclusion, trying to find spaces where people all feel like they have the same opportunities and, um, and all the voices are heard in the rooms. Um, that's kind of how we break down DEI, and that's just a small piece of, of what, I've, what I've been hired, not even hired to do. It's just something I'm passionate about, so it's become an inherent part of my work at, uh, over at my job. Now, I can imagine that, like you mentioned earlier, that a lot of times you're the only Black man in the room. Um, how do you navigate through those treacherous waters of understanding or the, the level of explanation that people feel that they are entitled to because you are the only Black person in the room? Can you, uh, once you just break that down for us a little bit, let, mm. let it sizzle in your spirit and then share. Mm. Let it sizzle. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, it's my mama. It's her fault. Mm. Um, okay. Mama is an educator. Um, and so she, she taught classes in Virginia for a while. So education became really important. I'll never forget when I was really young, I was like in the first grade and I, um, I went to get into the talented and gifted classes and I didn't make it by like a point or two. So my mama was like, and we're going to go back. <laughs> You're going to take it again. And the next year I got in and that was the beginning of me being the only black person, the only black male in a lot of these rooms. So, so my point is that I got a lot of training right? Seventh, second grade, third grade, fourth grade, all the way up until Morehouse College, I was the only Black person or one of the only Black people that was in my room because I had a head on my shoulders. Um, and so, um, you know, as or after that, right, after being at Morehouse, which I, it's, it's just, it's nothing like the house. Um, you know, <laughs> after having that experience, you know, I went to University of Washington for a year. So again, more training on how to be the only Black person in these rooms. Um, I spent some time at a couple other institutions, University of Toronto and the like. And so as I've traversed, you know, University of Florida and coming out here, um, you know, what I've learned is a lot of folks just don't know because it's just not their experience. And, and so where the rubber meets the road is a term we use called cultural humility. Like how humble can you be about cultures that are not your own? Um, mm. And that's, you know, I think that's imperative to, you know, people in privileged people who have privilege, you know, being uh, open to conversations that might change their perspectives. And as a result, like change academia, change the workforce, you know, change the world as we know it. Um, and I don't say this from a, like an ivory tower, right? I'm a person who has privilege, right? I'm, I'm probably middle-class. I don't know with these student loans. I feel like I'm lower class and we ain't going there. <laughs> right, um, right. I think that's all of us. I'm, I'm educated. So I got, I got some, you know, I got something between my ears that most people don't I got a degree that only 1% of people have. Um, and in addition, I'm a male, right? So there are spaces that I can walk into with opportunities I will have that other folks won't have. So in the same way, I'm, I'm heterosexual, you know, cisgender, a lot of different things. So mm -hmm. um, as a result, it's my, my responsibility as well to look at the places where I have privilege and try to open conversations and experiences so that those who aren't like me have opportunities as well. That was a fantastic explanation. And it was gracious because um, you know, sometimes, you know, I'm not going to, you know, fib, uh, sometimes I get attitude and I'm like, I don't want to explain it. I'm tired of explaining. Um, yeah. why don't you know already? Mm -hmm. And uh, there are, like you said, it wasn't their experience. It's like, it's not my experience to be a millionaire at this point, but yeah. one day I plan on being there and I'm like, Hey, you know what? This is what it was like. I, I remember, and <laughs> it'll be something like that. I, I yeah. imagine that's how the story will go. Um, and so let's dive into something really quickly since we're talking about diversity, equity, and inclusion. And I think we're going to go, I'm going to take a detour that I feel like you may not be, that you may not expect. And I want to talk about um, healthy platonic relationships between men and women. 
Mm -hmm. um, because I feel like a lot of times they are misplaced, displaced, and we, we miss opportunities to love and care for one another platonically. And even if things are misunderstood or misconstrued initially, there are yeah. ways to rectify, resolve, and then mend, you know, so that, so that those become healthy relationships so that the privilege gap is not so large because, you know, I'm sure, you, you know, being a black man and being a part of a black family, having a black mom, uh -huh. you, you feel, you've seen those situations where black women are not uh, always experiencing equity or not are told that they are not as desirable or told whatever the things that they're told, right? Oh, yeah. uh, they're, they're, they isn't me, she is, I am oh, yeah. her. Um, okay. so, <laughs> so give me your initial thoughts and then we'll ask a couple questions. Yeah, so, um, you know, I've been thinking about this in a different way. I've been thinking about how we always, not we, sometimes black people give white people a hard time about saying, well, I got a black friend. And I've been thinking about this lately, like, I want you to have a black friend. Like you need a black friend. You need somebody who can kind of, kind of let you know. I, don't say that. Don't do that. Don't you know whatever. You right. I had a, I remember, yeah. Exactly. I had a girlfriend in high school. It pulled up to the to the cookout um, with some shorts that was a little too short. And I remember my friends looked right at me like, "You ain't tell her <laughs> that you right. know you pull up to church folk and they're gonna be looking at." And sure enough, they was looking at it like, "Hey, so I want a good friend that day." Um, and so my, my field, right, my field is um, four to seven percent black, right, so that's it's a lot of opportunity there. I don't know the numbers. I know they're abysmal, but I don't know the numbers of male psychologists in my field. I know the vast majority of people who practice are white women, um, and especially who have the PhD or the PsyD in psychology. So that means the vast majority of people that the rooms that I'm in now are not just um, not black, you know, rooms that don't have black folks, they're rooms that don't have men, right? I'm on my team, I'm one of two men out of seven people. Um, and that is par for the course. In fact, that might be a little high. Um, so, you know, it is, it's imperative that I can have, you know, positive, healthy, platonic relationships. The, the problems lie, I think, in um, when, you know, when those, when those boundaries aren't respected, when boundaries mm -hmm. aren't, you know, when, 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 you know, the guy that's your friend ain't really your friend, right? He kind of want to be your friend, but he like, well, I mean, you know, <laughs> I'm gonna be your um, work husband until I break you down. There, there we go, right? <laughs> and and of course that bleeds into some other stuff like you know how do you how do you maintain a healthy home relationship when people at work might not have the same gender, same sex? Um, you know how to how to maintain some healthy relationships and keep boundaries. I mean that has been like the word of the year, especially kind of in my relationships and my like therapy. Like how do you create healthy boundaries? so that you can have a black friend, so that you can have a female friend, a male friend, and they can really teach you about what it's like to be a woman so I can open my mind up and not you know, walk around with this privilege and this high horse as though everybody's got it like I got it, because it's not true. Mm -hmm. um, because I, I look at it, um, I examine a lot of like male female relationships in the black community. Um, so if you examine like, uh, there was a, an influencer, I was looking at somebody's uh, Instagram page and they're out there it was a gay man, openly gay man. And he's like, got his abs out. He got on some little tiny shorts, mm -hmm. but the sun was glistening. The water was trickling, you know? So he was looking right, okay? And we were, you know, excited about it. Um, everyone was happy. <laughs> um, and then uh, a couple of females uh, did, make, did make comments about, oh, what a waste, because he was mm. a, a gay man. Mm. And so they were speaking more so to, you know, the uh, quote unquote shortage of, you know, 
yep. black men available mm -hmm. to black women, et cetera, mm -hmm. all kinds of disparities and whatever else we want to call them. Mm -hmm. um, and he was, you know, he of course, you know, was offended by that statement. He was like, and it's yeah. not a waste and I wouldn't want you anyway because da 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 da. And I said, mm. let's pause for a second. Mm -hmm. Not that these females weren't incorrect in saying what they said. Not that that, not, they shouldn't have said it. It's not yeah. a waste. You love who you love. That's your business. Mm -hmm. However, mm -hmm. you saying, you going into this narrative about how I wouldn't have wanted you even if I was straight because da da da. And you break down all the reasons why I'm imperfect and why I wouldn't have been good enough. Does that continue to, you know, mm -hmm. reinforce all the things that make me defensive initially? Mm -hmm. And so I asked him to move with some grace from that point on because as a gay man a lot of times when you're engaging with women you're looking for something too although you don't desire me sexually there's a level of kin kinship a kindredness that we have with one another that allows us to be able to merge together and be friends or companions or brother and sister or whatever it is and although you aren't although you aren't sexually attracted to me this still should be a positive platonic relationship where i don't always anticipate that the fail safe for when I say something you don't like is to tear me down just like a heterosexual man could in the same way. And then if we yeah. fall into the same patterns. So just give me your thoughts yeah. on what that would mean. Because I heard what you said about the work relationships and not having the healthy boundaries. So how do we navigate through something like a scenario like that? Man, that's rich. That's really rich. Um, and I, I actually am a real big fan of <clears throat> kind of stopping the cycle somewhere um, because it's it's really easy to start with, well, you, right? You, know, you said this, you commented this, this is how you feel, and I'm going to respond from my place of defensiveness, which of course makes you defensive and we just keep going until somebody does what you did and says, stop, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, and, and so it's this weird thing, right, where both parties have, to your point, right, have something to say that's important, and that's valuable, um, you know, even a woman who says, what a waste, you know, if you get under that, right, what she's really saying is, you're really attractive. Just, yeah. Yeah. It's, you're really attractive. And I'm lonely. I'm hurt. Right. I ain't feeling good. My ex treated me bad. And, and, you know, I would love to have somebody who at least look as good as you and maybe treat me as good as you look. Right. I mean, right. that's, the, that's what's under that. But you can't get to all that because you know, again, what I what I say a lot of times, I used to run some anger management classes, and I talk about this often, that, you know, anger is almost always a secondary emotion. It's, it's on top mm. of hurt. That's usually what's on, on top of, uh, on top of the hurt is the anger. And so what comes through, what feels comfortable, is even some good research around uh, Black men in anger, for example, and how that is one of the only emotions that we're allowed to express. Uh, we're socialized to express anger, but we're not socialized to say, hey, you hurt me. And uh, I'd be willing to bet that there are some, some Black women that might have a similar experience where, you know, anger or rather hurt feels too vulnerable and vulnerable has too many consequences. So I, instead, I'll, I'll show you a little bit of, little bit of anger, a little edge. Um, it's, it's protective, but it uh, also doesn't breed connection. I think it breeds disconnection. Absolutely. You're 100% right. And then to put another twist on the healthy platonic relationship with a heterosexual male, a lot of times a lot of our relationships have been tainted by inappropriateness in those which yes. should have been um, platonic relationships. So mm -hmm. my father to the daughter, if there is an mm. inappropriate sexual interaction or molestation or something like that, just something mm. inappropriate, some form of violation from an mm -hmm. uncle, a cousin, it builds up mm. walls. And then oh, you no. find this person that comes in that is not, that you know is not 
interested in you per se. They're not interested in the same things that that person was, so you feel safe. And then in your safety, you become akin to, again, and then you begin to develop feelings. And then again, for to be multi-layered in those ways, I feel oh, yeah. like we don't examine those things enough. We don't dig deep enough to see that this may be the root of why I will fall in love with an openly gay man who I know mm -hmm. is not sexually attracted to me, but mm -hmm. my heart is open because of kindness, because I know that there's no danger of da-da-da-da-da. Um, so those are just some of the things that I think about, Doctor. Those are those are those are things that Damn. I think about. Yeah. Um, and this will be a great place for rich. us to take a quick break. Um, I'm loving the conversation. I'm feeling it. I'm vibing. I'm moving. This is going to be great. You guys, stay tuned. We're going to hop into our next song. I am Jess, and this is Jess singing things on Hits 92.3, the real definition of internet radio. We'll be back very soon. to be in love alone so i'm trying my best not to overreact but i need to know right now no lies just facts so if you love me just say so because i can't play these games with you no more if you love me, just say so I need to know from you right now before I go It's just that I can feel I'm falling deep And I don't want to fall unless you're falling with me Yes. All right. Yes. So, give me give myself a little little second. We're gonna jump right back in. Okay. All right. Hey, hey, hey. We are back. I am Jessica or Jess, and this is Jessing and things. And we are here with Dr. Dennis McLeod the second. He has been over here dropping nuggets. He has been giving us all the things, all the knowledge, massaging our brains, and making us feel smarter by the second. Um, how you feeling, Dr. McLeod? Am I doing too much? Are, are you okay? <laughs> I'm still, I'm okay for now. I got my water, so I'm good. <laughs> okay, he's still over there staying hydrated, y'all. He's trying to mind his business. I just keep asking him questions. Um, that's how you keep your skin clear. Um, anyway, so <laughs> we're going to jump into some rap rapid fire stuff. But before then, I just wanted to ask a couple questions about addressing internal bias. Because I feel like that can be, again, the DEI thing just sticks out to me because I feel like we don't talk about it enough. We talk about it with uh, without enough information about its foundations. And so addressing internal bias. So one of my favorite topics that has been coming up in the past, especially this month, these few months when we have so much time on our hands because we are at home, um, it's the policing of women's bodies mm. from men and women. Mm. Uh, so we can, we can uh, a great example that people love to talk about is uh, WAP, uh, yeah. the song WAP by um, mm -hmm. Cardi B and um, the illustrious evangelist Megan Thee Stallion. <laughs> And, uh, <laughs> you know, Sister Meg should be out there with them knees, you know, showing us how it's done. 
And um, I can say from a personal perspective, the music, I don't even really listen to rap like that. Um, that's just my own personal preference. You know, as you'll hear on this show, we have some amazing R&B and jazz stylings. You know, that's just my vibe. I'm, I'm mellow. I chill yeah. out, even though yeah, I'm talking yeah. fast and loud. Anyway, not the point. The point is, um, even though it is not my own personal brand of entertainment, I still feel like they should be able to do and say what they want. Um, and I saw countless conversations about um, them not having fathers in their lives or mm. they don't love themselves or mm. how could they be so nasty and dirty and um, this is mm. vulgar. However, these are the same men who uh, watch porn, who cheat on their wives and girlfriends, uh, who, will, who would you know have sex with them in a heartbeat mm. um, for whatever reason. Yeah. But then also you were tearing them down in the media. So I saw this from celebrities, from the regular Joe that work at the gas station, wow. from, you know, old girl, baby, daddy ain't got no job, whoever. Mm. Everybody had opinions about these women and their bodies and wow. how they're presenting themselves. And everybody has taken a gasp when they see mm. Meg, you know, doing her thing on her little videos and performances and stuff like that. But then all of a sudden she's no longer any good. When she's rapping about pay my mm. tuition before you kiss me or something, what I think that's one of the lyrics or something mm -hmm. like that. The girl is, is is very wealthy. I don't think she needs anyone to pay her tuition. Someone looked it up. Her tuition is only nine thousand dollars a year because she's getting her um, <laughs> she's getting her uh, she's getting some type of like certification to be able to run like geriatric or assisted living facilities. That's okay. what she's going to school for. Yeah, very okay. honorable, very noble, you know, cause. And she's creating oh. legacy. Yes, black woman, get it done. But yeah. I want to know. And then I see women also saying the same thing. Oh, this is mm. nasty. This is terrible. This is vulgar. I was mm. born and raised in a church very conservative household. I even mm -hmm. carried myself conservatively in certain areas. And again, this is not even my brand of entertainment. However, how dare you? So go ahead, doctor. Let, let me know mm -hmm. what you think. First of all, um, not haters gonna hate, right? People, Facts. people have something to say. Facts. You know, I, I did this thing on a, um, on a web, on a platform recently. And I remember I was like leading a meditation. I had my hands here, I was doing my thing. And, you know, helping lead people through something that would help them with stress. A couple of good comments, everything was going well. And then somebody says, does he have his nails done? Now, I don't get my nails done, but, but why? But if I did, then, but why? Like, are, is that why you're here? Like, is that, that must be why you're here. So, um, and I think that, you know, with Megan, it's similar. Like, people are going to have something to say. And, and I think that that's just kind of comes with the territory. And we see other celebrities who struggle a lot with, being able to handle that part of the job. And I think with her, she's, she's been able to handle it well, especially in light of the Tory Lane stuff and, and just everything going on. Um, again, right. it's a shame that our, our black women do so much for this country, so much for black men and just in general. And then the way we repay them sometimes is, is, is a bit horrible. Uh, but specifically to your question, um, you know, I've seen some people on IG talking about OnlyFans. Uh, another example of like, you know, how people are trying to police women's bodies especially with, you know, these uh, strip clubs and other things that have been shut down. Um, you know, some folks have been using OnlyFans as a platform by which they're able to make money. Um, and, you know, conceptually to me, that makes sense. But all those folks who have questions or concerns are like, oh, how dare you do this? Um, I think people are entitled to, to do what they think, you know, is best. But the problem is that, you know, just like Black folks were considered three-fifths of a person for a long time, I'm not so sure that a society that's patriarchal sees women as people yet, right? Um, I think we're moving in that direction, but if we saw women as people, they get paid as much as men in the workforce. Um, you know, the, when a woman, you know, raps about her wop, she get just as much flack as, you know, a guy rapping about how much sex he's gonna have with a woman and do everything. 
but we don't see that, right? And and we have rappers who we can listen to songs back to back and I'll check myself on that too, right? I'm used to hearing rappers talk about sex, money, and drugs. I'm not used to hearing women do the same thing. And I think that um, that shift has to happen in us, like in the listener, as opposed to out there with the people, you know, with Meg, Meg Thee Stallion. Um, she's doing what's best for her. I was appalled, for instance, when I found out that Snoop Dogg had a whole family and that, you know, he's like, you know, got kids, he's going to football. I was appalled. The coach, like, the coach of, still coaching football. Yeah. I'm like, this the man, his, this man got a whole family. He's been talking about women and sex and money and drugs all this time. No, he's just selling to your point, right? She don't need nobody to pay her tuition. Um, just like Snoop ain't really got a hundred women. And if he did, he probably wouldn't be in the house. Um, so I, I think it's, it's just what we're used to doing. It's something right. new. We're not used to seeing this. We're not used to seeing a tall, powerful black woman uh, kind of take the world by storm. Um, and, and like I said, myself included, like the discomfort that exists in me, it's, it's not because she's wrong. It's because I'm used to something and, and that moving is uncomfortable. Change is never comfortable, but it's necessary. So do you think, Meg? I 100% agree. I appreciate you, Black man. Thank you. All right, let's switch gears. Um, and like I said, this is a rapid fire section, and this is more so just to kind of hear what you think. You know, I know that you, you know, you're a very polished individual. You are a Morehouse man. Hello. Um, and, you know, oh, right, I know. Check it out. Check it out. You are a Morehouse man, and, you know, you work with these things, but I kind of want to know how you deal with things. So we are in, we are not only in a pandemic that we do not know when it is ending, we also are in the holidays. Uh, we are experiencing consistent deaths, like yes. everywhere we go, yes. family members, friends of family members, and not even just from COVID, just from, you know, because people pass away every day already, mm -hmm. car accidents, mm -hmm. you know, anything, heart attacks, all of yep. those things that were already happening. It's also flu season. If you're immunocompromised, all right. those, all that's happening too. Um, and so we need to be able to understand what's going on inside of us. So if I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna give you a little topic and then I just want you to let me know what you think about it. Um, sure. So some of this is based on your personal opinions. Other things are based on, you know, your medical, you know, the, the, the learning and teaching and tutelage and the massaging of the brain that you've received <laughs> up until this point uh, to be able to help people um, and help our generation. So the first one is who gets on your nerves or what's getting on your nerves? <laughs> Everything. Uh, everything. <laughs> That's I am fair. An extrovert. Okay. <laughs> I'm an extrovert, so I miss people. I miss oh, yeah. strangers. I miss you know weird people. I miss seeing people doing crazy stuff. I am stuck here. This is my office. Next door is the bedroom. Next door, it's, I'm stuck here. So the thing that's getting on my nerves right now is my own self. <laughs> I'm, <tired of> me. <laughs> I'm getting on my own nerves. Gotcha. I'm tired gotcha. Of me. <laughs> okay. The next one is survival tactics. Give us some survival tactics, tactics or coping mechanisms right now damn so three minute breathing space one of my favorite things uh look it up it's on youtube uh, it's a really quick mindfulness exercise where you start working on uh kind of noticing what's happening in your body noticing what's happening with your breath notice what's happening with your emotions and then moving back out it's a really quick exercise second thing is grounding um if ever you're feeling overwhelmed anxious worked up about something find five things in the room you can see four things you can hear three things you can smell really quick kind of kind of rapid fire um experience, but it really helps you get back in the present moment and get out of your head. Um, and uh, eat right, eat well. When you eat healthy, when you drink water, you feel better. I promise you. I promise you. Yes, you're right. Shot. Oh, those are fantastic. All right. We got another one. 
tell us how to get out of a dark place emotionally. Mm. Um, the number one thing, at least lately, um, so first of all, that's normal, right? Being in a dark space is normal. We all have this thing, I hate cliches, but I keep saying it, uh, this pandemic fatigue. We're all tired, not just the extroverts, the introverts, the IEs, the whatever, everybody is tired. Um, so I say the number one thing, which is hard to get right now is social support. Um, you know, it's, it's hard to be um, depressed or in a dark space when you're in a room full of people. Now it's possible, right? And again, that may be clinical. We can talk about all that stuff at another time, but mm -hmm. um, if you have some strong social support, number one, your friends and family can tell you, hey, I think you're depressed. They can help you get to some help. And number two, if it's not clinical, then you might feel those, that kind of energy that reverberates between people um, really can help lift you up as well. So, so keep people um, and their energy around. I think it's a good thing. Good people though, good people, not just everybody. Okay, thank you. I'm glad you said it. Good people, because it's some it's some energy vampires. I know some, mm -hmm. and it will suck mm -hmm. the life suck out of you. Dry. You're like, what? What happened? What did I do? <clears throat> All right, you know what you did. <laughs> exactly. Don't you do? You know, smack them around a little bit. No, don't hit them. Don't hit people. Don't. Violence is a bad idea. Anyway, next one: relationships in a pandemic. Good or bad idea? Romantic oh, man, relationships. It's great. Um, now, if you're gonna start one in the pandemic. Make sure y'all quarantining before y'all hang out and kick it. But I will say, you know, me and my homeboy, we got a podcast, Quarantine Snacks Podcast. Check us out. Okay, um, yeah, absolutely. And, and on the podcast, we talk about how, like, how hard we imagine it must be for people who are not able to quarantine with somebody. I mean, I can only imagine how difficult that must be. Now, I will say my partner, she gets on my nerves sometimes. But I'd rather her get on my nerves sometimes than me be right. up in this spot. By then you riding it out alone. Mm-hmm. So I'd say relationships are a good thing, but just make sure y'all quarantining and, and keep your standards up, right? You, you worth something. You got some value. You know, act yes. like it. Absolutely. Come hey. on, doctor. Yes. <laughs> All right. Let's jump into the next one. Forgiveness. Hmm. Forgiveness is not for them. Something we've all heard, right? But forgiveness is not for them. It's for you. So whether that person's alive, whether that person has passed, whether they're no longer in your life, um, don't do it for them, because even if they say, I'm sorry, it might not help you. It is for you. It is for you. It is for you. It's what it's, they say, like, unforgiveness. I know this is a cliche, but unforgiveness is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. Um, so I would say, and I do, I forgive fast, too fast. Sometimes my partner's <laughs> like, but I'm still mad. And I'm like, but I don't forgive you already. Let's move on. <laughs> just, just do it. Do it as much as you can. Find reasons to forgive people. Um because I think it, I think it helps you. It's like gratitude in some ways. Really, does feed the soul. That's beautiful, and I am not mad at that. All right, let's go into this next one: gratefulness. Um, yeah, grateful. I did a thing last night. Uh, it was really, really cool. Uh, where we did like a meditation. We had some people write about gratitude, especially in the face of adversity. You know, I played my djembe a little bit. That was cool. Okay, come um, on, djembe. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I think that what we came from that whole talk with was that uh, gratitude is hard. Gratitude is extremely difficult um, and especially difficult when things are hard, you know, when adversity is around you, uh, when the pandemic's going on to your point when people are dying when grief is like right in your face. Um, but you also, it, but again, much like forgiveness, I think it does have like a healing quality. It, it kind of shifts your vision. Um, so um, I had a, a friend say to me that life is as good as the things you focus on. And sometimes gratitude can be another thing that you're focusing on, even when the world is on fire. 
Um, so I say look hard for reasons to be grateful um, and kind of take that, project that into the future, even if you can, because adversity is coming, but so are things to be grateful for. Mm. All right, next word, humility. Mm. Mm. Um, humility is, uh, yeah. Have to take a deep breath on that one, huh? <laughs> yeah. Um, humility is important, right? Because uh, humility means you have to have some self-awareness, right? You got to know that, you know, you know, that your deep do stink, right? That, you know, <laughs> you, you got problems, you got issues. Um, I got issues. I'm a therapist, but th that don't mean nothing. Like, I got problems, too. I got, I got on, child stuff. It, I got say problems. And, I got problems, too. That's the thing though, right? Me having problems is what makes, or being aware of those problems is what makes me decent at my job, right? That I can say, I got issues like you got issues. So what can we do to work with these issues? As opposed to what most of us do with discomfort or pain, right? We look away from it and that has some dire consequences. So, so humility, I think is, you know, kind of a consequence of uh, being aware of the fact that I'm human and I got problems and, um, but, but I ain't by myself. That's beautiful. I got another one. This is a rough one. Okay. Death. Man, um, it's extremely rough, right? Uh, I've lost some people this year, like some of the most important people I've ever known in my life. Uh, I know a lot of folks have lost people. And in, in this pandemic, right, we also aren't able to grieve the way we normally would, right? We can't all go to the gravesite. Uh, we can't all go to the funeral. Um, there are limitations. Some of us won't have any funeral, right? Um, and so to go to, so I think um, uh, much like much like uncomfortable situations, uh, grief, right? So death is a part of grief and grief means like I lost something. And a lot of us are grieving a lot of different things. But my, my, point, my point here is that uh, my experience with grief or death is that it comes and then it goes. It comes kind of like a wave. And so what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to honor those parts of those relationships that means so much to me so that I can keep that person with me. Um, and when the grief comes, when the death visits, um, allow it. Right? Again, like it's, it's us having a different relationship with pain than we used to. Um, allow space for that pain, for that death, uh, for that grief. And sure enough, right, that will help heal a little teeny bit and then that wave will go back out. And if you can get used to allowing that flow to happen, I think we can, we can heal a little better. We can learn something from that. If we, if we allow it. That's absolutely, oh man, that was amazing. It's so, you, you just, you have such a calming effect. It's very refreshing. This is nice, this is nice. Okay, I got one more word and then I, I promise I'll let you go. Okay. Um, the last word is recovery. Mm. Man, um, I used to work in a substance use clinic um, and uh, my supervisor would always say, we're all addicts. It's just a matter of what is our drug of choice. Hello, I know you're right. And, and, and he would also talk about how addiction is, you know, we all have our holes, like our voids, our emotional voids, things we didn't get when we were younger, what have you, and how addiction is the attempt to put something in that hole that's not supposed to be there, right? Um, so it could be friends, it could be family, it could be toxic relationships, it can be church, it can be drugs, it can be alcohol, it can be a lot of different things, it could be running. Right? I've, I've met a lot of folks addicted to a number of things. Um, and, and so the act of recovery, right, is choosing, instead of putting something in that hole, choosing to address the hole. Um, Ooh, that sounds hard. Yeah, it is. It is. It's part of why I got a job. 
Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, we, we definitely need you in that job. Yeah. Oh my. Right. But you know, we we can't we can't go back in time, right, and get the person to say I'm sorry or to undo what happened. I used to always joke a little bit that if we had time machines, I definitely wouldn't have a job. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's this concept of you know what can I do with the whole, and if I recognize it, if I see it again, lean into the pain. Um, there's a lot to be learned there about myself, about the world. Um, and, you know, maybe about the ability to recover. Um, I don't think, I think recovery, I like it, put that word as opposed to the word recover. Because if you talk to someone who's, you know, let's say was addicted to alcohol and has been clean for 20 years, many folks, especially those who might be in AA, will say, I am still in recovery. Uh, I, will, I will never be recovered, per se. Um, and I think as humans, that's how life works, right? We are always sharpening ourselves, always trying to get a little bit better. In other words, always trying to address the holes that we have we'll never really fill them, right? This is what we got. We were just, I'm, I'm speechless. That doesn't happen often, but I am speechless. Uh, this was this was amazing conversation. This was amazing conversation. Um, and again, you are needed, you are vital. You are a black man that is a, that, that provides therapy, that provides assistance, that provides sustenance. And you know, you massage your brain a little bit. You, you gave us a little bit of information, then you rubbed it in to make sure that everything was, you know, in there, you know? Uh, and we need that a lot. Um, and we're focusing, we're redirecting our focus even here at Justing and Things on having these these difficult conversations, not just for, to be salacious, but the, for the simple fact of that we, we all need healing. And if this is an opportunity for somebody to hear something that they haven't heard before, or to even re, uh, to revisit something that they might've heard before, but they needed to hear again, this is the sole purpose of it. So I appreciate you, Black man, educated Black man, Morehouse Black man, uh, for uh, <laughs> had to throw that mo house in there, uh, yeah. for uh, sharing your gift with us uh, this evening. It, it, you are vital, you are needed, you are important, and we appreciate you. Could you please tell our audience how can we find you? How can we listen to your podcast? Because I want to listen uh, and find you on social so we can make sure we stay connected. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, it is an honor to be here. Thank you so much oh, thank for, you. for making this connection happen. Uh, you are doing some really special work in creating platforms for folks to even learn about some of this stuff. Um, so I'm, I'm really grateful for your work as well. Um, you can find me. Um, so the podcast is named Quarantine Snacks Podcast. It's okay. spelled just how it sounds. Uh, you can find us on IG there. You can find us on YouTube, Facebook, um, Twitter at the T-H-E-Q-S-P. Um, I'm not very good at Twitter, so you're not going to find a whole lot of stuff on there. Go to YouTube, okay. go to Facebook, go to IG. Um, <laughs> not Twitter, okay. Can, not Twitter. <laughs> and then you can find me um, on uh, on uh, IG at D-R-S-O-C-K-ology, so Dr. Psychology, because um, my whole thing is socks, and you guys will see all that stuff on the page. <laughs> um, so Dr. Psychology, uh, there you can email us at Quarantine Snacks Podcast, of course, at gmail.com. Um, and you know you can find me. I'm around. I'm out here. So you know. And the next forward. time you come to Atlanta, please come visit. When you know, once yes. all this is over, come into the studio. <laughs> come hang out with us. You went to Morehouse. You know where it's at. You know what it I is. Do. <laughs> right. Come hang out with us. Um, I love your energy. I love your spirit. I appreciate you for sharing uh, your mind, that magnificent brain, with us tonight. Uh, means the world to me. And we will definitely be having you back. We will right. definitely be having you back. This was great. I feel good. Okay. I feel good. And he was Johnny on the spot. You kept you kept me on my feet. Uh, so make sure you guys are following Dr. McLeod. 
the second. And uh, make sure that you are uh, checking out his podcast as well. We want to support Black podcasts, Black media, Black digital media, Black radio, all the things. Yes. And if you have not um, downloaded the app, Hits 92.3 on any of your smart devices, what is my question? What exactly are you doing with your life? I'm really not sure. Um, I am Jess, and this is Jessing and Things. I love y'all. I mean it. Bye. something I can give in exchange for everything you give to me read my mind you make me feel just fine when I think my peace of mind is out of reach the scales are sometimes unbalanced and you bear the will be I hope you see that you can lean on me
promise, girl, there's so much more. All you gotta do is come with me, girl. I don't wanna play around anymore. Anymore. Yeah. I know there's no one else for me. That's for sure. So baby, won't you try me? Please just don't deny me. I'm putting the ball in your court. We can do what you want, girl, if you're ready. happy to be here tonight. Um, I am Jess and this is Jessing and Things. Uh, super excited to be here tonight. This is our inaugural show uh, for the season and um, I'm here for the next four weeks and I'm excited to be here. We are going to do so many amazing and exciting things. Um, and we're here on Hits 92.3 ATL, so make sure that you are following uh, those call letters online. So that's www.hits923atl.com. Make sure that you are following that Facebook page. Make sure that you are um, following their IG, which is uh, the same name. Also, make sure you're following me at Jesting and Things one on IG. So that's J-E-S-T-I-N-G and Things 1. Um, and I'm excited to be here. So that's Facebook, that's Instagram, and I'm excited about what's going to happen tonight. We're going to be talking about some good stuff. We're going to be uh, giving, doing some giveaways. We got to uh, acknowledge our sponsors and all that good stuff. And we can't wait for all those things to happen tonight. I even have a special guest. Who knew? Look at me having a special guest on my first show. I didn't even think that that was possible, but you know, I know good people. So uh, those good people showed up for me and I I'm super excited for that. And if you like that first song that you heard, that was Ready by P.J. Morton. Uh, P.J. Morton is one of my favorite audience, uh, my favorite uh, artists, excuse me, ever. I discovered him maybe 10 years ago, and then I've been hooked ever since. He's just like, you know, the absolute best. Uh, <laughs> and again, uh, I'm excited to be here. And I'm going to say that like 50 more times, so excuse me in advance. Again, this is our inaugural show. And um, 
If you're not already following us, please do so. Again, adjusting in things one on Instagram. So tonight we want to acknowledge our sponsor. Yes, we do have a sponsor for our first show. Yay! I'm super excited about that as well. And it is Cakes Apparel. So that's www.cakesapparel.com. We have a t-shirt. So if you're following along on Facebook Live, um, there is a t-shirt. Sorry for the uh, the noise, but I have it in a plastic bag, but it's a t-shirt. One of the heavy t-shirts that's a part of the current uh, t-shirt line uh, for Cakes Apparel. And um, I'm doing a giveaway tonight. So the first person who comments in the Facebook Live uh, will be getting that T-shirt. So y'all better hurry up and uh, get in here. Uh, <laughs> just say hey, and I'll make sure that you get the T-shirt. Um, when you comment, DM me also, and then you will, you will get a T-shirt from Cakes Apparel. Uh, Cakes Apparel is an Atlanta local uh plus size boutique but they also have a, a t-shirt line where they do unisex shirts and heavy is not talking about being big you know even though there's a plus size line it's talking about the weight that we carry in the world how we function how we flow how we move and our responsibility to and our contributions to society so it's an opportunity to be heavy in the world in a way that you would have not even thought you could be so what impact are we making in the world how are we changing how are we moving how do we flow these are the these are the times and opportunities to be able to take advantage of especially in this uncertain, you know, new normal that we are functioning in right now to be able to say, hey, I'm heavy in the world. I'm making a difference. Most of all, I'm making an impact. So who's getting heavy with me? I'm going to make sure that I acknowledge the first person who says something. And no, AJ did not. Oh, AJ did win, but he can't win. Uh, he's disqualified. Who else made the, the first comment? I think it was Jerome Bryant. So it looks like Jerome Bryant will be the winner of our heavy T-shirt. So Jerome, make sure you DM me. Say hey, let me know that you're the t-shirt winner, and I will make sure that you get uh, your t-shirt in person. We also have another gift for tonight. That was the first giveaway. I wanted to get it out the way. But if you're interested in purchasing anything from he from uh, Cakes Apparel, I'm going to put it up one more time in my phone on Facebook. It's a heavy t-shirt, and it's www.cakesapparel.com. And their slogan, their slogan is, Got Cakes. Because, you know, you know, if you've been blessed amply, you know, given, you know, the extra goods, the ample, you know, samples, uh, if you will, <laughs> those are things that uh, we get to showcase. Um, and I'm excited about that. Again, excitement is just, you know, the buzzword for tonight. Hey, guys, in the comments, thank you for saying hello. Thank you for saying I sound good. What's up? Uh, and we're going to jump right into everything we're going to be discussing tonight. Um, we have a few segments. Again, this is our first show, our inaugural Jesting in Things uh, broadcast. And I'm going to introduce a couple segments that we're going to jump into shortly. Uh, the first one is our weekly sizzle, which is uh, pop culture events. Um, our next one is Black Love or the Lack Thereof. We're going to be discussing Cardi and Offset. Oops, mm, so many sad things. Oh. Uh, then we'll have the Entrepreneur's Corner and then a little bit of extra sizzle, some, uh, so an additional hot topic that we'll be discussing tonight um, and some other uh, parlor uh, tricks. We, we don't call them ticks because we don't believe in all that. It's, it's some other stuff that's going on. Uh, we've, been, we've been enduring a four years of something interesting. It feels like an extended version, uh, an extended episode of Scandal. Um, and uh, we want to be able to, we want to discuss that tonight, and we want to just kind of weigh in on the things that we feel are important. So thank you in advance for commenting in the, uh, in the comment section. Thank you in advance for um, uh, contributing and saying hey in the comments, and make sure that Jerome Bryan, that you DM me, and we are going to move on to 
some other good stuff. And the next is one of our songs. Then we're going to move into some music. Um, and again, tonight I'm playing all my favorite songs. That first song I played was Ready by PJ Morton. And this next one is by No Name, and it's called Diddy Bop. So let me know what you think of my music selections. This is just me going through my playlist and playing what I felt like playing. So, you know, it is what it is. You complain to your mama. I know, just kidding. Don't complain to her. She's not, I'm sure she's sweet. I'm sure she's a nice lady. Just kidding. But uh, <laughs> enjoy the next song as it comes up. Still chasing time And I am not a star I am a meteor on a crash course towards Earth Across the cosmos Where his parity is for the father of his birth To tell the truth that I'm his real son Get blocked, I'm a built one Get blocked, I'm a built two Hope that you see it's a staircase Still pray for a fair day Where they give a fair race To the male Nate and the Dogons And the Essays and the Fairface Keith H when I peel paint Rain bars with a pink blue And a sea foam type of green hue Make a clear space Stop overreacting, it's past my curfew and my after six Happily making my accident, mama gon' whoop on my again Pray that I'm making my way before eight and I might have to sneak in the back again Hope that memorial trafficking, hope that she's stopping for gas again Girl, I just wanna relax again, pray you gon' bring it back again Pray you gon' bring it back again, I know Run, 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 mama say come home before the street lights do Ice cream on my front porch and my new football and my A1s too. Watching my happy block, my whole neighborhood hit the ditch. This I like growing out my clothes. The stars in my pocket dreaming about making my hood glow. This sound like every place I would go if I could fly. This feel like every summertime. Fall asleep dreaming about all the places I could go. And every one of them feels so close, still chasing time. And 
you are listening to Just Thinking Things. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. We are back. Uh, the song you just heard was called Diddy Bop by No Name. Um, and I just have to be honest, um, I love that song. It has been on my song, my playlist forever. However, I did not realize that was No Name, the one that was like having the issues with J. Cole and all them. Um, I just knew that I liked the song. It was on Insecure Soundtrack. I was like, well, I like that. I'm going to just download it. But, you know, you be missing stuff. I be missing stuff. So, you know, ignore me. Anyway, uh, we are back and uh, <laughs> jumping into our first segment. Uh, it is the weekly sizzle. So we got, you know, a few things going on. So the first thing that I'm addressing tonight would be uh, no stimulus check yet. You know, what's up, orange face? Uh, what is happening? We're not going to get political. Like I said, those are politics, not ticks. And what I want to say to um, the residing, uh, presiding, I'm, I'm churchy, so, you know, the person in office uh, is, um, what's up with our check, though? Um, they say it's, a, you know, Senate and things like that, and they've been playing a lot of games and having a lot of conversations, acting as if they are going to, um, you know, make a decision, and now it's the Democrats playing. First, it was the Republicans saying they want to see if the stimulus check would actually affect any of us, and how, what did that $1,200, what was that actually going to do? Um, in the economy, and, and we see that it has done nothing. $12 is not paying most of our rents, and it's not, you know, so I'm a, the rent is paid, but then I'm still hungry, I don't have any food, and then you tell me that unemployment is too much, and sometimes these folks, this is the most money they've ever received. If you're making $10, $12 an hour, um, y'all playing. So give us, run me my money. Um, it's mine anyway, I pay taxes. Um, and that's all I have to say about that. I, again, it's a consistent uh, tug of war between the Democrats and the Republicans. And again, um, I feel like I am in an extended version uh, episode of Scandal where people are playing with my emotions and feelings. Um, I also feel like B613, if y'all Scandal fans, y'all know what I'm saying. B613 is behind a lot of this. Um, the coronavirus is man-made. I'm, I said it. Anyway, um, <laughs> next I want to talk about something that's super important in mentioning Orange Face and all his tricks and, and, and everything else that he has going on. Are you registered to vote? Uh, we cannot play with this. If you are 18 and over, you need to be registered in your county. First of all, you need to be paying attention to local and city legislation. Who's your mayor? Who's your senator? Who's your congressman? Um, who are the delegates that are working on your behalf who say that they represent you? Know who those people are so you can hold them accountable. You can write letters, you can send emails, you can call, you can ask for those things. And, and even more important right now, because we have an election coming up, and I feel like magically those, pre those aforementioned stimulus checks will magically appear around mid-October, mid late, late October, right before that good old election. You know, I said it here. You know, y'all ain't got to believe me, but I said it. Um, so like I said, Orange Face, run me my money. Anyway, are you registered to vote? If you are not registered to vote, you should be doing so at www www.iwillvote.com forward slash register. Make sure that you're, this is for you. This is for your children. This is for future generations. We do not need another four years of what has been happening already. And I'm not even saying that the other option is the most amazing option, but it's an option nonetheless. And we already know what the first one can do. And so we don't want to sit here and waste our time uh, fooling with other people's foolishness. And I feel like that's just a part of it. Um, the next thing we're going to jump into as a part of our weekly sizzle is black love or the lack thereof. Now, unfortunately, I know that you guys have been watching the headlines and you have heard over and over and over again about the demise and the fall of the marriage of the illustrious couple, Belkalese Almanzar, I believe that's her last name. And I don't, I think his name is Cephas or something like that. Offset. Offset, so so Cardi B and Offset, um, Cardi B has filed for divorce in Fulton County. Why do I know this Fulton County? That's just extra information I need to provide for y'all. But she did. She filed in Fulton County because she does live in Atlanta. Uh, and it's, you know, reconcilable differences. There's some, there was some contests and things like that. And people 
what I feel like I want to address in regards to uh, the demise of their relationship are the issues uh, more so with misogyny. Um, not the fact that, you know, she's filing for divorce. It's the fact that people are still, um, first they demonized her for taking him back after he had uh, been unfaithful. And now they're demonizing her for ending the marriage when she feels like it's no longer healthy for her. Um, so we have to make decisions on which, which one it is that we want. Um, I feel like in, it's a larger conversation about addressing our own bias because we talk about even about preachers and everything else. So John Gray and Adventure Gray, and he she, he was found cheating again and all this other stuff. She's stupid for staying. So Cardi B is stupid for leaving, and she better not asking for nothing. Cardi B got more money than Offset. I mean, quiet as a scab. That's just what they say in the streets. Um, I don't know, uh, but she she has no loss in regards to um, and they already had prenup, so y'all cut it out. Um, but I feel like it's a constant conversation. They did not have a prenup. Shut up. Oh, my God. That's even worse. However, I feel like there will be opportunities for uh, her to be able to, whatever she loses, she can rebuild. She's asking for child support, and that's it. No spousal support. And so she's not asking for child support? She recanted it today. She recanted it today. Well, it's, it's so many. Th- breaking news, guys. Breaking news. There's <laughs> uh, so many things happening. Uh, but the whole thing is that, but what I really, again, I want to address the, the bias that we have within ourselves. And again, one after the other, uh, situation after situation, I feel like the misogynoir that we are experiencing is at an all-time high, especially against black women. We push and we push and we push, and nothing we ever do seems to be enough. Uh, we have these situations where you're done for staying, you're done for leaving, uh, he just being a man, you should just let him cheat, you should just, you know, or you should just let him bring in other children from other women and things like that. And if we didn't agree to a polyamorous relationship or a polygamous relationship, sir, you're going to get cut. Uh, and, you know, and it's a, it's a conversation that I feel like we don't have enough. Even the situation with Megan Thee Stallion, which I go to um, often, how we criticize this young woman for getting shot like she shot herself. And then we criticize her for not saying something, then saying something, then moving back and forth. And we go back and forth and we need to, we need to put ourselves in, in those shoes and think about how we would feel if somebody were openly discussing our lives and then openly providing all this unsolicited information that no one asks for. Um, and I feel like it's, again, it's an unaddressed bias within ourselves, especially women. So we hear the men, we hear, you know, the song whopping, you know, they, you know, obviously those women came from fatherless homes and they need to respect themselves and all these other things. And I'm like, you know, I'm, I have a place for you to go. It's not even hell. It's a trash can. It's outside. Go and invite yourself inside there because that's where you should probably abide for the next, you know, year or so. Reflect. Think about it and then come on back out and have a better attitude. Because if somebody treated your mama like that, maybe they, okay, they did treat your mama like that. Is that why you're mad? I'm just trying to address the real things. I just want to talk about the real stuff here. You know, and, and that's just what I feel. So we're, we want to push the envelope in regards to addressing our own bias so that we don't fall into consistently beating down black women. Because as a black woman, a strong black woman, um, an intelligent black woman, uh, it can get exhausting. And then, you just, and then if I go punch somebody in the head, then I'm violent. I'm aggressive. I'm hostile. Um, and all those things. And I don't feel like it's a fair shake because there's so much that is placed on our shoulders. We have always been, even if you go back to slavery time, we were treated as cattle. Our worth was set up and connected to who we were biologically. So could we, did we have child, wide set childbearing hips uh, so that we could be easy to rape by a master? We had, did we have big, large breasts so we could be a wet nurse to our, our slave master's wife and their children? 
All of those things are set up. And so when we turn those things around and are sexually liberated and free, I might not be that technically free. I mean, I got the cleave out, but I ain't doing all that. I ain't, you know, singing about WAP or whatever. However, it is an opportunity for us to be able to address our own bias. If this were your child, how would you speak to her? And if you're really concerned about my well-being, address me in that manner. You don't get the, you don't have the right to police my body, to police my worth, because a lot of men are bringing that up also. So she don't cook and she don't clean, you know, based off of her slong lyrics from WAP. And then they're like, see, you don't cook and you don't clean. And you see, she filed for divorce, fool. She did. Not the other way around. And I get a little heated. I get a little, I get a little emotional. I get a little emotional only because I'm passionate about it because I'm raising a daughter. She's 17 years old. And when she moves into the world, these are things that she's going to have to face. And she's a bit more soft-spoken than her mom, just, you know. Uh, and so there are issues and situations that I, see, I foresee that she's going to walk into, and it's going to be harder than she anticipates. Um, and this is a great place to take a break. Uh, this next song is one of my, again, stuff off my playlist. Y'all may not know, but y'all going to learn it. It's going to be amazing. You're going to love it. And then tell me how you feel in these comments. Let me know what you're thinking. Are you addressing your own bias? Are you out there cutting up like the rest of them? All right, let me know.
welcome back to Jesting in Things. Thank you so much for hanging in with us so far. Um, we're, we're moving right along. This is going really great. I appreciate you guys in the comments. Uh, you guys um, are hilarious. And everybody's trying to say I got a little gangster in me. No, I don't. I am a, a, a well-trained, you know, very pampered house cat. That's what I liken myself into. Um, you know, just I just be chilling, you know. Uh, but I do have my uh, first official guest on this inaugural episode of Jesting in Things. I'm super excited. I want to give him his proper due and proper introduction. Um, he hails from... Arkansas. Come on. Correct. Yes. <laughs> he is an entrepreneur of a many, of a multi-layered entrepreneur, a multi-hyphenate. So he uh, is a comedian. Um, he is a spoken word artist. I found out on Sunday. <laughs> um, he is a caterer, like you know, slash cook, chef, slash chef. Um, also, uh, is an author. I read his book. It's amazing. You should buy it. Um, and I'll, we'll make sure we get you all that information before we're done. And he also does a whole bunch of other things that I probably have not even mentioned. So please uh, welcome. Give me some, you know, claps inside the comments for Mr. AJ Young. Hey, AJ. Hey, Jess. <laughs> How's it going? Thank I'm you great. How are you? Thank you for having me. Oh, this is so great. I appreciate you, you know, taking time out to hang oh, out no with problem. me on my very first show and having my back and doing all these good, different <laughs> There's no place things. I'd rather be. Oh, <laughs> so see, so sweet. That's my people. That's my people. And I haven't even known LJ. I mean, LJ. AJ, my bad. AJ for that long. But he is a super genuine person, very hardworking. And again, the multi-hyphenate thing is like super real. He does a little bit of everything. He even went and delivered some furniture for me last week. I appreciate him. That's, that's your people. When you can call and ask people to help you to help you move and they do it and don't even want no gas money, I gave him some, but I'm just saying. Yo, he was like, no. Nah, then she sent it through somebody else. I'm going to tell sure you about that. To make sure he couldn't stop me from giving it to him. Don't be, uh-uh. Uh-uh. You bless me, I bless you. I meant but, to tell you about that, too. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, AJ, so please just tell us a little bit about yourself and all the businesses that you are a part of in our Just Thinking Things Entrepreneur Corner. I think you basically named everything. Um, I... Uh, artists, mm -hmm. uh, kind of, uh, you know, yeah. write music, all of that. I had a group back in the day. It's just been recording some new music is on the horizon. All right, new music, the, um, yeah. the book you talked about, the name of the book is... What's the name of the My mind just went blank that so fast. It's your book, uh, uh, it's your book AJ. Um, your Life book. Goes On by AJ. Y'all, my mind just went blank. Life Goes On by AJ Young. You can right. get it on Amazon or you can get it from my website, www.theajoung.com. That's theajoung.com slash shop. You can get the book. You can also get my Heir to the Throne shirt. So for the ladies, you can get Heiress to the Throne shirt. Nice. Um... Of course, you talk about um, the, the food, the cooking. I call it, a, I'm a culinary artist. All right, culinary <laughs> artist, yes. Um, what else I do? Comedian. Uh, comedian. Yeah. After, I was a model, but you know, I had gained a little weight and then, oh, okay. so I'm trying yeah. to get back down. So you they can be a, a husky model too, you know, uh -uh, like this mm -mm. You know, that No, you can't say that to no dude, don't <laughs> you? <laughs> It's plus size models out there. The, the ladies be representing. I no, know no, and they be fine. Plus size, some but, fine plus size But ain't models. nothing fine about a man tit, though. <laughs> <laughs> Not the man boobish. The, the man No, breast. you gotta, gotta, I gotta get back the way I used to be. Okay, okay. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, whatever whatever needs to be done, then I'm going to try to do it. Okay. That's pretty much it. That's fantastic. So, please tell us about your last event. I was there, and I, I, I have my things that I want to say, but okay. you tell us about your last event and, and how that made you feel. Last event. Cocktails, Art, and Soul. It's something that we um, actually, the goal was to do it every month, but Corona kind of slowed us up, so we had to cancel mm -hmm. some. So this was the second one. Right. And doing it, um, it was a brunch edition, so it was a, basically like a day party. We had a DJ, we had live music. Of course, we had food. We had uh, signature drinks. 
Uh, this time, the signature drinks were the Midday Rendezvous and the WAP. And, of mm. course, they were amazing, y'all. Like, um, I learned that I work well, I already knew that I work well under pressure. So when others were not able to fulfill certain duties, I stepped in and had other team members to step in and we got it done. And I am like, honestly, as I'm thinking back to, oh, yeah, it went good. Of course, you have a couple couple of hiccups. No event is perfect. But considering what we were up against, it, it went amazing. Right. And it was amazing. I was there. I was front. You know, if y'all see my Instagram stories and my um my reels. And um, all the post pictures I posted on Facebook. I was really excited <laughs> to be there. Um, I was able. I was uh, excited to be on the team. And if you know me, you know that if you're doing something, I'm gonna support. If I say that I'm there, I'm a hundred percent there. she was there. Like I literally unloaded the car, and I was sweating real bad, so I had to go take a shower real quick. And as I was basically, I was in the shower actually. And Jess called. She's like, "Hey, like, where do I park?" I was like, "Oh, hold on, somebody gonna come outside and get you because I'm still <laughs> in the shower." But yeah, she was there, and so I, I appreciate you for real. No, absolutely. And the thing is, is that that's the I feel like more than anything, um, I want this show and everything that's connected to it to be an opportunity to to be able to create community. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And it's nothing like knowing good people, because when you know good people, they will move heaven and earth to make sure that you get what you need and get things done. And sometimes that's hard to do because, (laughs) you know, some folks say they're going to do stuff and they don't do it. And then you're like, wow. And and like, even though um, I was there, um, a friend of mine, a good friend of mine, the owner of Hex Apparel was moving that day. I sent my kid in in, in my stead. So she wouldn't just be without somebody because again, she still needed to move. He still needed his stuff. And I had promised him a couple months ago that I was going to do that. And you got to make sure that you you be a a woman or a man of your word. Integrity is a super important thing. So give me some of, or share with me why integrity is important to you as an entrepreneur. Um, Honestly, my grandma, you know, I talk about my grandma a lot, but she Mm -hmm. told me like, let your yes be yes and your no be no. If you can't do it, then just say you can't do it then instead of beating around the bush or anything. Mm -hmm. And we've been, in certain situations where you're depending on somebody to do something, as you could see Sunday, you're depending on somebody to do something when the ball is dropped. It kind of makes the whole team pull in the opposite direction. So you got to go and everybody has to try to cover what wasn't done. So I know how it feels to be walked away from or somebody not do what they're supposed to do. So I try to make sure I always do that for other people. Absolutely. No, and that was a fantastic answer. Um, So we're going to take a quick break right here. And when we come back, we're going to switch gears a little bit and talk about some more interesting, you know, we're going to get all up in AJ business. And that's (laughs) going to be exciting for me. And I'm sure it'll be exciting for you. So enjoy this next song. It's by Moonchild called The Things You Do. All right. It's been some time. It seems these butterflies are new to me. Though many times I've sung this scene It's no surprise To be caught up in such a lovely thing He says and on its echoing I'm dreaming all the day through Wonder maybe do you feel it too Overthinking all the things you do I'll be leaving soon And I'm only floating cause it's new But I'm tripping over all you do It feels just right to let go the 
this time he whispers like he knows it never happens as it's supposed to we both decided before that distance makes the heart unsure but i can't help questioning once more i'm dreaming all the day through Again, uh, y'all are really hanging in there with me. Come on, Facebook. Come on, radio listeners. Yes. Uh, I am, again, we're here. I'm still excited. I'm still hyped. You know, we're moving through this show really quickly. It's like really clicking by, especially adding them songs in. Hope y'all like my personal playlist because this is all the songs on there. Um, and as promised, I am going to about to dig really deeply into AJ's business. Um, but before <laughs> I do, again, we want to give him his kudos for an amazing job done at uh, the Art and Soul Cocktails Brunch Edition this past Sunday. Um, it was an amazing job. Live music, amazing food. He had, tell, tell, just real quick, tell me about the Soul Roll. Just could you Okay, could you so it, let please? me tell you about the Soul Roll. Um, it, the name of the Soul Roll was Bobby Joe Soul Roll. I told them the Bobby Joe, she was my, she my auntie. That means auntie for y'all that don't speak Arkansas. <laughs> but she uh, she's my auntie, but she's also my first teacher. She passed away earlier this year, so I named it after her. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a combination of greens, uh, collard greens, uh, smoked turkey meat, and uh, dressing, like a cornbread dressing, rolled into an egg roll, served with a uh, mm-hmm. cranberry sriracha dipping sauce. My goodness, my God, my God. That's what the Brown would say. Uh, that sounds amazing. Um, and so we can count on one of these, one or more of these items being at his next uh, Oh, yeah. Event. At, at any yeah. event you come to, you're definitely always going to get a sick, something signature uh, that you're not going to find anywhere else. Like, And he also had, like, red velvet waffles and fried chicken and macaroni and cheese and greens. <laughs> um, the plate was full. It was amazing. Oh, yeah. Um, you get your money's worth. There was a lot going on on that plate, and it was all delicious. <laughs> and he, uh, and Kel's also... Um, the bartenders for that day Listen, uh, made some drinks that will put hair on your chest and then let burn it back off. Let me tell y'all, she yeah. uh, and th- once again, <laughs> when the, the original bartender could not come, Kel stepped in and, uh, what you need me to do? Like, and then she, I seen her pouring the alcohol and she just kept yeah, just, just kept she, she told me she said, she said, tell me when to stop. I'm like, oh, keep on going. <laughs> <laughs> the entire bottle. I was like, oh. Whew. I was like, y'all be careful. Uh, call an Uber. Some, you know, some may, ooh. 
It was a lot. Okay, so now, as promised, let's get into AJ's business. Um, so the next thing we want to talk about is that um, what I know from what I know about AJ, he is definitely a family man. He loves his family. You know, tooth and nail, gonna fight for him, gonna cry with him, gonna <laughs> laugh and crack a joke at a funeral, gonna do all that stuff. Reminds me a lot of my family, even my old rusty healed brother, um, who's a pot belly pig and should go play in traffic. God bless you. I love you, Jason. Um, and so he reminds me a lot of him. And he, you know, is a family guy. And so naturally, you know, being a family man, you want to be in to one day create a family of your own. And so I want to kind of dive in for just a couple minutes about the male biological clock. Um, now, AJ, tell us how many kids that you have, have anticipated having by this age at this point. By in this your life. age, I thought I was going to be done. Like for real, okay. for real. By the, when I'm 32 years old, when my mama, my mama had my little brother, her last child at 31. So I just knew, like, yeah, I'm gonna be done by 32, mm-hmm. and I ain't even started. <laughs> well, you know, that's good. Yeah, I, I really, you know, like when you're young, you old. I'm gonna graduate by 21. I'm gonna have this degree. I'm gonna be married by 22, 23. Mm-hmm. Right. By 25, oh, that's all. The kids gonna come. We are gonna have twins. We are gonna do this. We are gonna do that. None of that happened. Why everybody be saying they're going to have twins? They just be like, speaking, I'm going to have twins. Yeah, I'm going to get these two out the way, and then, (laughs) you know, we can get the other ones. But, yeah, like, none of that happened. And I can speak from experience. Life does not always go the way that you anticipate. I was married at 19, had my baby at 21, and was divorced by 22. Listen, I was was married at 28, Mm -hmm. on my way to divorce at 29, Mm -hmm. divorced by 31. It It was just all bad. But we we really cool no, friends. No, Tasha is. Yeah, we're folks. That's, yeah, we like you. You people. saw who had she my back was, Sunday. She was the one yeah. that let me in the door on the, at the uh, <laughs> yeah, at yeah, the like on Sunday. It's just it's I, I think when you do things, even if even if if it's a good decision when you do it at the wrong time, mm-hmm. then you know it, it don't line That's, up. Y'all it, listening? Is y'all listening? Like the, the the a good thing at the a wrong time is just about doing equivalent to doing the wrong thing, mm-hmm. in my opinion. No, one hundred percent. So tell me as a man because. Society constantly tells women when and where they should be, you know, applying their uterus to uh, to be able to, uh, you know, birth children. Because people are upset with me that I don't want to have more kids. It got to be Jesus will have to crack this ceiling, come sit down at this table, put on some headphones and pull a mic to himself and say, Jess, I would like you to hey, have Jesus, another baby. Jesus is going to come down and hit 92. That's what right. I'm talking <laughs> Come on in, Jesus. But I don't think he's going to do that. So it, it would have to be an extraordinary circumstance. But people... Monitor my uterus. They are policing my uterus, and they're like, "Hey, girl, you need to be having more kids." You know what? You still got birth. Yes, I still have miles on my uterus. However, that does not mean that I want to have it. So, tell me, as yeah. a man with your biological clock ticking, you desire children because uh, most yeah. of us are trying to run away. They're forty-five tomorrow. I think I'm gonna sit her down and uh, have me one. Sir, get out of here. You're trash. <laughs> you like throwing folks in the trash? I see. <laughs> so only if they belong there. I'm sorry, guys. Only if they belong there. But tell me, as a, as a man. How does it feel with your biological clock? Ticking? So right now, honestly, like especially at thirty-two, here lately, I've been like, bro, I, need, I don't even know if y'all been paying attention to my Facebook. But I like, I, I, I want to keep. Sir. I've seen it. <laughs> I, I, I think I need a kid. Like, I don't even, <laughs> I don't even need you. One, just give me a little oh, min- few minutes of your time. Oh, oh wow! <laughs> let's you go said, half you said on this baby. Minutes, huh? We're just gonna drop in. D- listen, <laughs> We're gonna drop some off. Oh, you know what? You know what? I can even go turkey baster. Just oh, wow. no. Let me stop. Let me stop. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, I really do desire, and, and then I think it's more so too like when people say like you hear the women they'll say baby fever because everybody around them getting pregnant mm-hmm. like it was cool when my, my best friend didn't have no baby but now he's he's 33 actually he's a year older than me and he's expecting his first child mm-hmm. so I'm like hey you ain't about to leave me bro and it's kind of like like 
who my kids going to play with because most of my classmates they had their babies while we were in school so mm-hmm. now we looking back they got 15 16 year olds yeah yeah i'm buying their kids stuff sending their kids stuff because i mean i don't have a kid i um i love children um Good uncle, good godfather, all of that. Mm-hmm. But uh, you be yeah. riding for your god kids. You be serious. Listen for real, for so real. <laughs> like my my friend who who's he's pregnant. They just had a gender reveal Sunday. Like I already been sending stuff back home Aww. to them because like, hey y'all, this this our kid. Like we, right. <laughs> I'm gonna let them stay with you, but this this all our baby. But like for real, because I I didn't really have that father. Fig- well, my mama was married, but we he honestly he wasn't my daddy. If that makes right. sense. No, so um, here um, here lately, like even with. Even with things that you think that a male should teach his son, my mama taught me. My mama taught me how to tie a tie. My mama was out there um, playing catch with me when I was on a baseball team, stuff like that. So those are things that I want to share with my son. Um, when I, you hit me up about mounting the TV, I was like, oh, I'm, uh, I've been watching YouTube tube videos. When I was um, going to change the brakes on the car, I was watching YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. When I learned how to... Um, changed the headlight here with a couple of weeks ago i watched a youtube video mm-hmm. i'm like no bro those are things that i want to teach my child and Absolutely. so at this point i'm like bro i don't want to be the old daddy out there 72 <laughs> with a four-year-old so <laughs> let me try to go and do put something into action but um he, like, means, he means put something no nah, i wouldn't even tell me <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what else he meant you guys tell me i'm not but sure yeah, and then like honestly um but for real like um and then because I have been married and then, you know, you date prior to and you do little things or whatever. Like there was one time and you read the book. There was mm-hmm. one time where somebody that I was encountering, she was pregnant. An entanglement? And was, it, was it an entanglement? It was definitely an entanglement because. Yeah, it sounded like it. Because you remember you you were the one who first told me that I used the word entangled he before did. Jada. I was reading the book. I was like, so you was entangled before Jada, huh? I, I did. Like, <laughs> I didn't even know until I went back when you told me. But yeah, so. um, Yeah, so. She, honestly, she she had a guy, and she and I had a past, and we didn't let the past go when she got the guy, oh. and she got pregnant oh <laughs> and didn't know if it was mine or his, and she had an abortion. And I begged her, like, please don't, like, even if it ain't, I don't even want to know, just don't kill the oh. baby, like. And she killed the man. And it's oh. not funny, but it's how you're looking at me. Yeah, it's just, it's you so say sad. Because, <laughs> again, it's, it's rare for the men in these situations to be like, please just let me have it or I'll take mm-hmm. care of it. My mama will raise it. Anything. Like, I was, and so in those situations. And I was still basically a kid. I was 19. Right. But she probably, I'm sure in her situation, she probably didn't want to deal with the guilt oh, yeah, or knowing that yeah. the baby was out there. She she wasn't raising it. Yeah. And and. It, I'll just speak on this really quickly. Again, a part of the massage noir that that's part of you know connected to the patriarchy, and I ain't gonna get into that tonight. But I already talked about it earlier about how we need to address our own bias. However, when women don't aren't the main the primary caregivers, if we ain't dead and you're not raising your child, you are lower than scum. And see, I actually we had me, my mom, and my sister had this conversation when we were on our way to Texas a couple of weeks ago. I don't agree with that. I feel no matter who, if if like like you said, society will make you feel that way. But if you feel that you can't take her to baby, or that another family member, or that the daddy can, there's still a parent. There's still a family. Like Hello? do what you, somebody that love, and man, you want the baby to be with somebody that, that yeah. loves it and wants to be there. Like for real, for real. And so it's like I don't get it. if, and then I know me anyway. I would <laughs> I would probably want to be the custodial parent. Like like uh, Tyrese on baby. I want to see my son. That'd be me at the door. <laughs> Right, she ain't gonna do it. Right. <laughs> no, AJ, I feel you. No, for but real. again, it's refreshing to hear a young man 
an able-bodied young man that ain't all broke down and all kind of other stuff going on to be like, yes, I want a child and I want to raise that child. I want to be a part of that child's life. I'm bettering myself currently so that I will create legacy so that that child will have something from me. And even financially. Let me just say this real quick. Um, Because, you know, we're young. We're in our 30s or whatever. Mm -hmm. Life insurance is important, especially when you're trying to leave something for someone else. Um, I hate when I do this, but the Bible says that a wise man, a wise man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. And a lot of us are just leaving debt. So one thing that I want us to do as African-American men, especially is invest in some life insurance. It's not even it's not even high. I literally I have insurance now and I, I my. My beneficiary is just like random family members that I like. I don't have any kids. <laughs> like, seriously, I don't have any kids to leave it to. But if I did have something, of course, they it would go to them. But we have to do that, especially y'all with children, a kid or multiple children, for yes. real, for real. No, 100%. And if you're interested in setting up a last will and testament, credit repair, and all those things, DM me as well. New business yeah. alert. Boom. Yes. I'm so glad that you uh, brought that up. Again, seriously. And we, if you're looking for life insurance, hit me up because your boy's <laughs> getting a license in the state hello? of Georgia, Texas, and hello? Arkansas at the moment. Hello. And all those <laughs> things are super important because, again, as black people, we lack legacy. We lack, yep. again, we're only leaving debt. The baby boomers was making it. They was getting out of poverty, getting out of the, their parents were in the depression era. The baby boomers was trying to make it. They was getting through civil rights and everything else. And then they was just trying to get there. Now they're in their 70s, but there's a lot of them are still working or they're still. all broke down yep. from bad diets and, and everything else. And so we have to push and make sure that the next gen, X, Gen Z, everybody else in between, the millennial, whatever you want to call us, that we are setting up legacy for our kids. So will and testament, especially for single moms, especially if you have a, a, a a former significant other who might be your baby daddy or mama who is out there that you do not want your children to go to and legally you have the right to protest that in life do it now for your do children. it i'm telling you me and kels talked now. about it on the morning show i had a cousin who his girlfriend the, the mother of his kids died he took the babies and they fought 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 for custody but because the mama didn't leave anything his name although it was on the birth certificate but the children were not legitimized in Arkansas like the affidavit of paternity when he took his kids they charged him with kidnapping those oh, no. the the yeah. son it was twins the boy was named after him the boy has his whole name and the girl's name is very similar to that and still it was a whole long lengthy legal battle and everything so get get all of your affairs in order no matter because they were in their early 20s mid 20s so no matter uh, how young you think you are like Life happens and it hits hard sometimes, so get your affairs in order for real, for real. No, 100%. Before we go to this next break, I just want to let you know that I said I promised you in my Facebook Live earlier that we had two things that we were giving away. I've already given away this heavy T-shirt to Jerome Bryant, um, and he's DMing me for the information so I can send this to him. A heavy T-shirt by Cakes Apparel. Heavy, heavy. Exactly. I, I have to resist the urge not to sing that every single time because I'm a serious You saw me fan. Sunday. I called it. I got the first curse. <laughs> yeah, that's my movie, bro. Oh, I love that movie. Um, so heavy. So if you wanted a heavy T-shirt, it's www.cakesapparel.com. So that's K-A-Y-X apparel.com. Their slogan is Got Cakes. Got Cakes. Got Cakes. And this called a tea cake. This is a tea, tea cake. Yes, that is so cute. <laughs> I love it. And also, I have this $25 gift card. So if you, so this gift card is going to whoever is, has the most comments. So if you showed up late, I hope you've been commenting. <laughs> if you just now showed Ooh, up, they finna you comment. better, you they better about be to commenting because I got a $25 gift card that I will be sending to the person who has the most comments 
in the comment section. So if you just got here, you better hurry up and start commenting so that we can get some things going. Um, we got one more minute. Did you have something else you yeah, want to Yeah, I just want to tell them that they can go get that book for real because literally I just got a new uh, shipment in. So if you order the book, we're shipping them right back out to you. Um, a lot of stuff, well, not a lot of stuff, but some of the things that we talked about tonight are in the book, mm -hmm. and then it dives a whole lot deeper. <laughs> <laughs> and the book is extraordinary. He's an extraordinary author, comedian, uh, culinary artist, um, um, a mod black male model, um, and future dad. Um, so I just want to say thank you, AJ, so <laughs> oh, much for being for a part of my me. inaugural show to the Jesting and Things family, you know, as we grow. Uh, we appreciate you, and we're excited about having you back in the future. And thank you for uh, for making a contribution to the little old me. No, thank you, like, for real. Y'all don't understand. Um, before we go to break real quick like Jess is an amazing person and this was even before the radio stuff like I'm talking about <laughs> you remember <laughs> the newborn the vampire crackhead <laughs> y'all we be it, in the middle of the night I know if nobody's up if cause I sleep yeah. my sleep patterns are all off Mine Jess too. is gonna be up to have a full fledged conversation so like 100% she, and I respond real fast real fast and so I said I was a newborn <laughs> vampire crackhead so I keep those, kind of, those type of hours you know crackheads always be up newborns is always up and so are vampires so as we're going into this next song by Daniel Caesar and Brandy called Love Again thank you for listening and thank you LJ I'm sorry, AJ. They didn't say my Young. name right. Not AJ Young for being on Justin and Things in our inaugural episode. Thank you, and enjoy uh, the no song. No problem, no problem. We'll be back shortly. Thanks. I wake from my slumber. I wish I could call you up. Miss how you'd put your love on me. To chill, always talk about keep it real. Only till you've had your fill, then you wanna cry ill will. Really thought you know the deal. Oh, oh, well, I guess that's what happens when two fools be falling in love. Mixing some pain and some passion. Nothing is ever enough. if you can take my hand. I promise we'll find love. Love again, yeah, yeah. If you can take my hand, I promise we'll find love again, yeah. Oh, oh, oh yeah. You don't even say what's up. Your boys, you act so tough Like you've never been in love If you don't quit acting up Alone is waiting on enough I promise You may think that I'm crazy You should ask around about me Put your trust in me, baby yeah. I wake from my slumber I wish I could call you Miss how you'd put your love on me hey, mama, boy, you got my number Wish I could feel your touch Wish you could follow up on me Hold on until the end Hold on till you can't extend I'll be clinging on to you I'll be clinging on to you Again, again, orbiting around and then cycle back.
Suggesting and things. You guys have been so phenomenal in these comments, giving me so much life, giving me so much joy. And uh, like I said before, I got a giveaway. I got a $25 gift card from Target for the person who has made the most comments. And if I can get somebody, the first person who can, um, well, they're trying to figure out what AJ looked like. Maybe somebody trying to get your baby in these comments, AJ. <laughs> Watch out. Uh, <laughs> y'all want to see him? I'm going to show y'all. Okay, AJ, no, smile. No, no, no. <laughs> Hey, come on, y'all look at What's that person. That's AJ. How you doing? He all able body been going to the gym. He playing. Now, you know, I got like a little kid. I'm blushing for real. <laughs> yeah, y'all got him over there blushing, y'all. Right. You know, he trying to, you know, he young or virile, trying to make some, you know, grass sandwiches and produce an, an air. <laughs> an air. That's what his shirt is. What air to the throne, right? Air to the throne. Right. He need an air to the to the young dynasty you know uh but before we do all that uh so first person to make the most comments um i'm gonna count them and i'm gonna know who did it so wh whoever makes the most comments um is going to get um one of these uh this 25 dollars gift card to target it is a mastercard you see that up there also aj has made a very generous offer to be able to give a copy of his book now what's the name of your book again life goes on Life Goes On by A.J. Young. Now, if you want to purchase it and you just want to put some, some money in this young man's pocket, it's www.vtheajayoung.com. Um, but if uh, so, how can you win his book? Let's see. Um, put in the comments one of his many businesses. The first person to put one of his many businesses in the comments, Tremaine, you cannot play. Um, <laughs> no dude, no everything. <laughs> <laughs> right. That ain't even fair. That's his, that's his, his brother. No, Tremaine already got the book. Tremaine already has the book, so you yeah. definitely can't. But um, the first person who can list one of AJ's... No, I want three of his businesses. I'm sorry, because that's too easy. Three is one. Three, three of his oh, business. Okay, no, three. three. I want three of his businesses in concession in the comment. Three of AJ's businesses in the comments. First person to do that will get a copy of AJ's book. Um, and that's amazing. I'm excited about the giveaways. Three giveaways. Remember my sponsor, Cakes Apparel, for this episode. We're about to wrap up. Not yet, but we are about to. Um, but I want to give some acknowledgments. Um, first, I want to acknowledge, you know, Jesus. You know, that was me giving praise. Um, <laughs> he gets he gets his own, you know, round of applause because he's awesome like that. Uh, and I also want to thank uh, AJ. I want to thank my sound engineer. Uh, we have a couple people that were sitting in, you know, a little section. Thank you. Uh, gave me a little energy, and you know, I was vibing off of that. Also, you guys in the comments for just being so fabulous and just like having my back and supporting me and helping me to expand and enlarge what it is that I'm doing because as I further my reach it's an opportunity for me to be able to connect it in a larger way and I can't just be comfortable with who knows me I have to be able to broaden my reach to people that don't know me and find some more of my other people 
to find some more of my other people. Oh, AJ, they say he bearded, he chocolatey, and he bearded. <laughs> Talking about I win. <laughs> and she's ready to have twins like ASAP. Like she like bow, let's do it. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. So. Um, you guys have been absolutely fabulous and really truly support me and I appreciate that. I, I sincerely I'm not going to get misty. I just, I'm not going to I won't do it. I will not. I'm not going to do it. I'm not. I'm not. But uh, there are so many other things that are coming up. I have more people, uh, special guests that will be attending. I can't, you know, let the rabbit out of the hat because some things are being finalized and I want to make sure that they are solid because, you know, you can't tell everybody all your business because they will, you know, try to pray against you and I ain't got time. I'll have to go ahead in my prayer room and go and rebuke them. You know, I ain't got time, y'all. You fight in your prayer room, that's why I am going. Yeah, no, it's, it's warfare. It's war, man. It's war. It's real warfare. I don't play those games. When me and Jesus get to talking, uh, it's going to be a problem. Hush, Brian. I ain't always crying. Uh, <laughs> but I, again, I want to thank everybody that's contributed to this, to my daughter who uh, lends me to other people. Uh, Sydney, Sydney Beans. She's not on Facebook, but I'll tell her that I said it. What's up, girl? I love you. You're the best. It's Sydney senior year, guys. And so I'm so excited about her being um, having a 3.5 GPA, her being an amazing daughter, a helpful child, all those good things. And she lends me to people for my broadcast and everything else like that constantly. And I appreciate her so much. Um, and next show, we're going to be talking about more of the same thing, a new, another weekly sizzle. We're going to have another entrepreneur here that is going to be able to talk about all the things that they are connected to. There will be opportunities to be able to, to be able to connect with me. So if you're not following me already on Instagram, it's Jesting in Things 1. On Instagram, it's Jesting in Things 1. If you're already on my Facebook, that means you already know me. What's up? Hi. Hi again. But follow me on Instagram so we can stay connected and you'll be able to see more promos and different things like that. Um, this is the end of the show, and I'm going to end the show with one of my most my most favorite artists in the entire world. Um, I feel like we are bosom buddies. We are both top-heavy in a way that only God could have given us, and so I appreciate it. And um, she's just like my absolute favorite. I've been to many Jill Scott concerts, and this song has been cliche. People say, I'm living my life like it's golden and things like that, but I've been reading a book called The Big Leap. And the big leap is phenomenal. I follow Kev on stage, Mrs. Kev on stage, I hold her crew. And they are dope people. And they're talking about this book called The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. And it's pushed me to push myself in ways that I didn't know were possible. And so I also have a one day seminar coming out um, in on October 24th. And we are gonna be, it's called The Focus Find. And we will be um, helping people to dis, to discover purpose and then to be able to build a strategic plan to find to, to be able to accomplish all of their goals um, so more to come there's a promo set up there's so many things that are going to be happening uh, one more time say thank you to AJ Young thank you so much uh, y'all see he bearded y'all you know that's that's trouble you know you can't trust them beards all the time you know they be I, trouble but <laughs> I'm just messing with you he like what the dude he's like yeah, I got a beard too first of all he gonna grow him a beard one day but as we I just again I want to say thank you so much thanks to Kels Mungin who's the station owner uh, I think Driana won the book I believe she, I think she, I'm gonna count it though and I'll let y'all know in my comments who won the book but we're, as we end this uh, evening thank you again thank you from the Jesting and Things team you know speaking that into existence it's a team of one right now but we will be growing and thank you to everyone else who has participated in these comments and I'm encouraging you to live your life in the best way possible great things are coming and I will see you next Wednesday alright have a Good night.